Hello, everyone, and welcome to People Who Are Somehow Important to My Well-Being, the podcast. I'm Sydney, and I'm the host and the creator of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Leah Savola, who is an actor, singer, and dancer from New Jersey, and she recently just finished touring with the Legally Blonde National Tour, playing Vivian Kensington, or you may also know her from TikTok. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Hello. It's good to meet you. You are my first guest, so I'm really excited. <laughs> so I wanted to start by telling my guests how they're important to my well-being. Um, so I know that you have had multiple credits under your belt, but the way I know you is from Legally Blonde, the blonde play. I'm from Michigan, and I never got to see the show in Detroit just because I was away at school. Um, But I religiously followed the whole journey on TikTok, (laughs) Um, especially from you. Um, And I just loved seeing, like, the behind the scenes of everything. I think it's so cool, especially a non-union tour because I wasn't as familiar with that. Um, And just, like, learning about you and getting insight into you. Obviously, now I'm a fan. So that's why you're here. (laughs) That means so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for for following and just caring and being there. That means a lot to me. I know you talked about it on TikTok, but can you like walk me through your audition process a little? Yes. So um, the the tour didn't start until uh, October, but the audition process began all the way in that previous summer. So I originally submitted on Actors Access in June of 2022. So um, I just submitted content that I already had on Actors Access, headshot, couple of random videos. Um, And then from there, they asked me to do what's called an eco cast, which is like a self tape through Actors Access. Um, And that was when they had me put actual Vivian stuff on tape. So I did two scenes. And then I sang the the remix. Um, And did that on tape. I was actually on a contract at the time that I filmed it. And so my scene partner from that contract was my scene partner for the, for the self tape, which I thought was kind of fun. (laughs) And uh, so then that was at the end of June and I actually didn't hear anything for the entire summer. Um, Little did I know. I know. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean like, that's the crazy thing about this job. It's like you put your whole heart and soul into an audition and then you never hear again. (laughs) Like that's just what it is. Um, But um, yeah, so I, I found out later from other people on the tour because everyone's audition process was complete um, that they cast a lot of the roles over the summer, but then like some people ended up dropping out of their contracts or like people booked other jobs and, and like some random stuff happened where they didn't actually have the cast when they wanted mm-hmm. to have the cast. So some people got cast from that first like wave in June. Um, but then the cast changed a bunch. Um, they sent out another breakdown, like another round mm-hmm. of auditions on Actors Access. I didn't even know this was happening. I didn't even submit for the second submission. Like, I I had no idea. I was like focused on a different contract. Um, and then there was a round of callbacks from that. I didn't hear anything more until August when they finally were having final callbacks and, you know, in-person callbacks for all of like both rounds of submissions, the June submissions, and then like the middle of July submissions. So they asked me to come in person for an audition. Um, I did all the Vivian material the same two scenes and then the remix and uh they also asked me to bring like something from my book so i sang like one of the songs that i sing from my book um they asked me to come to final callbacks later that day so like i auditioned in the morning and then we knew that finals were going to be in the 
afternoon. Mm-hmm. They're like, can you come back for? And I was like, oh my God, I'm in final callbacks. <laughs> um, so I did final callbacks. I was down, it was down to three of us that, that stayed right until the end. Um, I read with Hannah who ended up playing mm-hmm. Elle, like we read together, she was my scene partner. Um, and then randomly, they also asked me to come back the next, even though like finals for Vivian were over, they were like, can you actually come tomorrow for the Brooke call? So <laughs> I Brooke randomly. Like, after you have call. to jump rope. <laughs> yes. I did. I did the whole dance call. I did the oh jump rope. I mean, I, I got cut. Like they did not keep me, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, and then and then two days after that is when I when I got the email that I had booked it. Wow, that's a lot. It's crazy. I just, like I can't imagine. I mean, like even like me, like I'm applying for jobs, and sometimes you don't hear back like ever. But I couldn't imagine putting so much work into something and then never hearing back from it that is definitely a criticism i have of this industry is like the 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 difference between like not hearing anything but getting like one tiny little email that's like thanks but no thanks like Mm -hmm. that's all i i just need you to tell me it's over with you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's good for my mental health i need to know that i can move on (laughs) you know like you're not considered anymore but yes exactly exactly (laughs) that sounds that's a lot though that Sounds like it took a very long time, but it worked yeah. out in the end. So it did. And that's part of it. I mean, like that's, that honestly is even a short process comparatively. Like you hear, like, I know that like Rachel Zegler talked a lot about like booking the West Side Story movie. She was in auditions for like two years or something. Yeah. Like it's the audition process, like the, the, like bigger these projects get, it's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of rounds you can have just for a simple I just, project. I don't even know how they get people from that, but um. <laughs> But I'm glad it worked out for you. Um, I know, like, you also just talked about this, but I've been wondering so much about the bus, <laughs> the non-union yes. bus. <laughs> the non-union and, bus. Oh, you said, like, people get certain seats. Like, how does that all work? <laughs> so when we were in our first uh, leg of rehearsals, like our New York City rehearsals, um, during that time, we chose our roommates. And so that was like people we were going to be in the hotel room with, uh, for the entire tour. And then we also chose our bus mates. Um, they encouraged us to choose someone that was not our roommate because they were like, have a chance to ha- be around some other people. Right. So I already, knew I was going to live with my friend Carly. Um, but as we were rehearsing, I became really close with, uh, John Katz. He was in the ensemble and he was an absolute delight. He is the age of my little brother. And like, we had little brother, big sister energy together. (laughs) And he, we just got along super well. So we, we decided we wanted to be um, bus mates. Um, And so he was my bus mate for most of tour. And like I explained, I've, I've I've talked about this, like um, in some videos before too, that like, you wouldn't always be sitting with your, your bus seat mate. There were extra rows on the bus. So there was like a rotating schedule of who got to sit in one of the empty rows. Um, so most partnering, like most pairs had their own seat, like two thirds of the time. I wouldn't Um, ever think of that. Like, I just would think you would just get on the bus and call it a day, but I know. And, you know, and like, I think that because the main constant on tour actually is the bus, that Mm -hmm. is the thing that stays the same because the venues change, the hotel rooms change, um, the state that you're in changes, the city, you know, but you're always in the same spot on the bus. And so it became like, we had like names for certain sections of the bus. We had like, it became like our home. Like my was called the office because if anyone ever like needed help with something, I'd be like, step into my office and they would come (laughs) sit next to me. We would do office hours and we would figure out like 
which self tape to send in and whatever. Hannah sat in front of me and she had her own row and she would, uh, she had like a thousand pillows and like all this random shit. And so we <laughs> called her the Airbnb. Oh my God. <laughs> It was a home. Like it was like a whole entire home. So we had had the gallery because um, we had just like a random bunch of pictures and headshots that would just get accumulated throughout the tour. And so we would tape them to the wall of one of the seats. And so that was called the gallery. And it was one of the swing seats. So like if you got swing seat two one day, you'd be like, oh, I'm sitting in the gallery. And like there's all these headshots (laughs) of all of us. It was very silly. So that became like, yeah, it was like the most like the most stressful part of the tour because like the drive like having a road trip every day is exhausting but it was also like uh the most comforting part of it like um the company uh, like the bus company was um the lamoille valley and so we referred to the bus as the lamoille and we loved her we loved the lamoille she was (laughs) it was our favorite thing so that's so funny i would never like it's like down to a science like everything Mm -hmm. so not calculated but like planned out yeah that like the idea that like we have assigned seats and stuff yeah I saw that you like said like there was like quiet time on the bus or like how does how does that work like you just all decide it was it was that was a rule actually that like if if we were um basically the first few hours of any bus ride like between getting on the bus and our first stop that would be quiet hours no matter what time it was because it was a chance for people to like get in more hours of sleep like especially if we were getting on the bus like seven in the morning like most people would sleep for another three or four hours you know sleeping on a bus is actually so i loved it i went on a trip and we went like we traveled by bus and so some of our longest like rides were like i mean not like yours but like two hours like those were some good naps on that bus yes and the crazy thing is that like you would think like most people felt like they slept easier if they like laid out sideways like crunching your legs up against the wall and sleeping on the armrest um i actually would fall asleep so much more quickly if i was sitting up in my seat and like was like sort of hugging a pillow and kind of like leaning to the side i would be gone and i would sleep for like like hard i'd sleep hard for like two hours you're also exhausted so i feel like that has something to do with it can you sleep on planes yes i can okay i can't so yeah Makes sense. Well, the thing, the thing I was worried about with the bus is that I actually get super car sick. Um, I can't like sitting in the back, like back seat of the car. I I can't be in the back seat for very long. I can't look down at my phone no matter what seat I'm in. I can't read on like in a car. Mm-hmm. But on the bus, that was completely different. For some reason, being like higher up and being in a bigger thing and having bigger windows, I don't know, but I was able to read on the bus. I was doing work on the bus. Like, and I only ever had to take like Dramamine a couple times and it was when we were like on really windy roads and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was very, very grateful. That was the thing I was most worried about, about going on a tour. I was like, I'm going to be car sick every day of my life. Right. <laughs> I personally think that Dramamine is more nauseating than the actual nausea but but i i'm a a fan of zofran you should try that oh my god i know about zofran that's the hard stuff and it that shit works (laughs) oh i live my life by her but that that is so funny I pass them out like they're candy, but it's fine. Great. (laughs) Um, That was me with the dram. I was the only one on the bus who had it. And if anyone else was car sick, they'd be like, Leo, we have some dramamine. Yeah. Was it like hard? Like always wait? Like, did you ever like not know where you were? I feel like I would be like, like out of it. Every once in a while, like we would forget what city 
in a state we were in, like if we were going to multiple cities in the state, let's be like, wait, where are we driving to today? Is it A city or B city? And sometimes when I would wake up, I'd be like, wait, what? Like, where am I? Um, every once in a while too, we would like, the, the, actually what was most difficult was remembering where things happened. Like trying to remember where we had been being like, did that like, happened in a short amount of time. Exactly. It was like, was that in Auburn or was that in like, it's like Charlotte or like, you know, it was, we, they all started to blend together at a certain point too. Unless, unless we were there for a few days and unless um, something like memorable happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, a lot of those cities that we were only in for a day, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Couldn't tell you about the venue. Couldn't tell you about it. Like, it's, it's just weird. It's so strange. So those ones that you had, like the day, did you not like really get to see anything? Was it kind of just like you go to the theater perform? Yeah, exactly. Because we'd be driving into it that day. So the drive would be the whole morning. We'd get to the hotel at like three and then we'd have to go to the venue at five. So every once in a while, like me and Carly would like go on a walk. If it was nice out, we would just like get outside during those, those two hours of break just to be like, okay, we've at least seen where we are nine times out of ten it was a hotel park like on a highway but you know at least we got outside and said we were you know in wherever alabama or something so when you like were in a city you got to the theater like from the bus right like not you didn't have like rental cars or anything oh yeah 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 we were always we were always um going to and from the hotel to the venue and stuff on a bus sometimes we were staying close enough to the venue that we would just walk like if we had to sit down a lot of the time like in dayton ohio we just walked um in sarasota florida we walked i think in milwaukee we walked yeah anytime we were like had to sit down they sort of tried to make it that we didn't have to take the bus um yeah makes sense Switching gears a little, you are the CEO of the Pin Curl Shake. (laughs) So I have to ask, (laughs) that's that's how I found you, like from, I'm just like on national tour TikTok, honestly. I love that. Um, (laughs) But what does like having this platform now like mean to you? So it's it's something that I still kind of can't believe is a thing. Um, and, but I'm so, so grateful for it. I mean, I think the coolest thing about it was that it I built it while I was on the road. So I would be getting comments about like, I saw you in this city or I'm about to see you in this city. And like, there were people from all over. Like, it's just, it really meant so much to me that, that people from all over like cared about what I had to say and wanted to see what my life is like. Um, and the Pink Girl Shake was like the most pleasant surprise out of all of it i mean that was something that me and ashley were doing in our dressing room like from the first week of shows like we would just like i would always have to shake out my hair um and she didn't really because she could just sort of zhuzh it with her fingers because her hair was a lot shorter and so at, at some point like i started saying five six seven eight just to like get into it and then she would start singing the chorus line song and then we started doing it together and then months went by like i didn't post the first pin curl shake until like march the, the first like filmed pin curl shake mm-hmm. um and then it became this thing, like people wanted to see it. Like people were in my comments, like, are we going to get another shake? And I was like, yeah, of course. And so then I did it every single day for the rest of tour. And I, it sort of became like my calling card. And it's, it, it's, it's one of those things that like, something that's interesting about being a content creator is like, you absolutely never know the kind of content that people are going to care about. Like that to me was the most random thing that we do, but people loved it. I'll post like some random, like the craziest one is my most viewed video. Literally, I was just like walking on the street with Ashley, like looking at the, the we were in Houston, looking at the Hobby Center and like all these people were getting oh, ready to go to the show. <laughs> we're just out 
they're like looking so cute. They've made a full day of it. And we're just like <laughs> rolling up with cups of coffee an hour before the show. And we're like, I look haggard. Like, <laughs> I mean, and it was like, we were just sort of laughing about this weird thing about theater. And now that video has like 4 million views. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know people cared about that. Like, that actually might know. have been the one that I saw before the pin curl shake because I like, I see oh, all your shows here. Like, I, I mean, I live in New York. So, you know, but I like make a full day out of yeah. it. I'll like go sometimes get student rush tickets stage door mm -hmm. and then like, these people are showing up a half hour before like i know and that's the thing it's like that's the thing that i have to remind myself to be grateful about it's like for me it's my day job right like it's just like the thing that i do i get up i get my coffee and i go you know walk over to the theater looking like a mess and then i put a bunch of makeup on and a really <laughs> cool costume and then i'm doing the show Whereas for the people that are seeing it, like this is an event, like they're coming for their birthdays, they're coming for holidays, like they're, it's a girl's night. Like that me that means the absolute world to me that, that I get to be someone's like special event that they're going mm -hmm. to do. Like that's very meaningful to me. It's our job. Like that's the thing is like, you know, people don't get to see other people doing their nine to fives. Like I don't get to see like what my brother does like on the daily, but like, it just so happens that my job is witnessed by thousands of people. I don't know. It's just a strange thing about this being my career, you know? <laughs> That's so cool though. And I'm sure so rewarding, especially like on TikTok, like getting to show, Definitely. I loved watch. I still do like the process <laughs> because not, no one shows that like no one, yeah. I'm, I'm very knowledgeable about tours. You actually showed it. So I appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot. And that that that's helpful to me too, to know like, what is it that people actually want to see? What is the stuff that other people aren't showing that like, I have the opportunity to show, you know, that's, right. that's helpful information for me. So <laughs> I love it. It's entertaining. <laughs> um, so switching, switching gears a little from the blonde play coming up, you are playing at Louise and Gypsy. Yes. How are you feeling? Are you excited? I am. I actually leave in uh, two days. I'm driving in a couple of days to go move into the little apartment that I'll be staying in for the month of that tour, or tour, uh, contract. Um, <laughs> and uh, I know, right? <laughs> like second major. Um, I know. Um, I'm so excited. I mean, this is, I, I made it a goal for myself that I wanted to play leads in musicals. Like that is, that, that is where I want my career to be. I want to play the leading lady. Like those are the roles that really excite me. And so to book Louise is, is really exciting to me. This is, um, you're doing it. And it's an iconic role. Yeah, I mean, it's an iconic role in an iconic show, and um, I'm just so excited. The score is beautiful. The I mean, I'm gonna get to wear some gorgeous costumes. Like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Have you met anyone in the cast yet, or do you? Yes, actually. Um, I went to see Jesus Christ Superstar. That tour came through New Jersey, um, and Ashley, her boyfriend was on our tour he played the bass and then he actually left legally blonde to go play bass for jesus christ superstar so we were like oh let's go see Je jesus christ superstar and the guy who's going to play tulsa in gypsy was in that tour so i got to meet him afterwards but i randomly also ran into the girl who's going to play june um she was also there to see the show um so i got to i got to meet the girl who's going to play my sister and i got to meet um, um the guy so i'm very excited so fun. They're, they're wonderful i mean that's the cool thing about you know this job too is just meeting a whole bunch of people and you know getting to meet nice people and do plays with them it's fun yeah. do what you love yeah. 
what you like. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. One <laughs> last question. Where can people find you on your social media? Um, so I am at Leah Savola, L-E-A-S-E-V-O-L-A, both on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, I also have a website where you can check out like the more professional things about me. That's www.leahsavola.com. Um, <laughs> that's me. That's all for this week's episode of People Who Are Somehow Important to My Wellbeing. Make sure you follow at Important to My Wellbeing Pod on Instagram and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.